Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at soundwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SoundWeb Studios is the answer. SoundWeb Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs at below the competition way. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at soundwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, international war ring author Mia Molsonzia. If you love fast paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molsonzia, available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing is fast paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is an illusion and those you love will be the first to go missing. It's available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Zia has gotten great reviews and even love and endorsed by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and many else. So grab your copy today for Girls Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 30 podcast platforms, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music, and more. Take the Mike Widener Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas like T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, a lot more, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast and the MikeWidenerShow.com. And for more great gift ideas, including great books like Missing, Once and Wrinkles, also T-shirts, pop sockets, phone cases, and more, go to Amazon.com slash me and Zia. Make sure you check it out today. Also support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM as well as PayPal and the MikeWidenerShow.com. Make sure you do so today. We're here with a terrific singer and a former guitarist of Wishbone Ash from 94 to 97. He played on various gig circuits across the U.S. And um, he was with uh, Cinema, Universal Language, and um, Rock is Real. And um, he also he also um, had a distinction of playing with a couple of uh, members of the original Wishbone Ash, along with a former member. And um, he also did a Beatles uh, tribute band and uh, worked on some other projects. He also became um, a solo artist with uh, Worlds Within, and he also appeared on um, songs appeared on A and E, and also Disney and, and Pixar films, and also played a couple of times with uh, Chubby Checker. We'll talk about his latest song, "Feel So High," which is previously done by his uh, former band and does as a solo project. I mean, this is just a great tune. We'll talk more about it. Live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios in beautiful, somewhere in beautiful Connecticut, the former guitarist of Wishbone Ash, the amazing singer, songwriter, and guitarist, the amazing Roger Philgate. Roger, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, all the above. Hi, Mike. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you on board as well, too, Roger. So you're a former guitarist of Wishbone Ash from 94 to 97. You played on various circuits across the U.S., and you also had um, played with um, a couple of the members of Wishbone Ash and a former member, and you also um, had uh, a career with the Beatles tribute. You also worked on some other projects and a couple of songs um, that feature on A&E, Disney, and Pixar. You also have a couple of solo projects. And um, we'll also talk about your new song, Feel So High, which is out on um, all the platforms right now. It's getting a lot of reviews. And before getting to all that, Roger, tell us how you first got started. Boy, well, it goes back to uh, when I was a wee lad. Um, first of all, I'm the youngest of four boys and mm -hmm. um, born into a musical family. My mom was a uh, classical concert pianist. Wow. And so we grew up, uh, and all my older brothers uh, were musicians as well. So um, basically, 
I was the youngest, so I was like a kid in a musical candy store for (laughs) (laughs) I had all of these different styles at my disposal and just thought that was, you know, the normal thing. I thought everybody grew up like that, you know, but um, evidently that's not the case. But my mom was a classical pianist and she taught piano as well. And so she taught uh, all of us piano lessons from a very early age. And then uh, so age four started learning piano. And then um, by the time I was uh, nine, I was, you know, all through my youth watch, I grew up watching my two oldest brothers, uh, Mike and Jim were always in bands. They were, you know, a fair amount older than me. So um, it was a thrill to watch them uh, in groups and then, you know, go to clubs and see them perform Mm -hmm. and stuff. And uh, so they got me, especially Jim, my brother, Jim, um, who started as, out as a drummer and then got into guitar early on, um, got me into a lot of the early music, the great music, you know, uh, the 60s and 70s, especially, you know, Beatles and Stones and all the classic bands. And then he, too, um, got me into great groups, um, basically like the progressive rock bands that came out in the late 60s through the mid 70s that got really big, like, yes, Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Uh, Jethro Tull, Genesis, you know, Rush, mm-hmm. uh, great, great groups like that. Wishbone Ash, too. Um, yes, that's so, right. I was going to mention that. You know, yes, Genesis, Rush, those are my faves. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big uh, prog head. You know, I love progressive <laughs> rock. And uh, so I, I really got into that from an early age. You know, I started out on the basics, you know, uh, uh, learning guitar and then learning pop music and and rock and early blues and things like that and uh loving all of that but then when i heard those bands and uh i think the first time i saw yes live i think i was 11 years old and uh jim brought me to a concert to see them and that was it that night changed my life forever i saw i saw yes on stage and i saw steve howe and i just remember thinking that's what i want to do you know and amazing um, you know Yeah, I was just going to ask you that question, but uh, I, you pretty much answered it. Meeting Steve Howe, that was so amazing. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I was lucky enough. So fast forward years and years later, of course, um, you know, when I ended up uh, finally getting into Wishbone Ash um, in the 90s, um, I, I had the very good fortune of, you know, uh, sharing the stage with some of those bands that I was mentioning. We were, we were lucky uh, to you know, be touring, and our paths would cross, and we would play these festivals and larger shows where they would have these prog rock festivals, and so a lot of these bands were on the same bill. Wow! And I was thrilled to be able to you know meet and perform with these guys, and so yeah, uh, Steve Howe was was one of them. We, we shared the stage on a couple of occasions, and uh, it was quite a thrill for me. You know, and how'd you first get involved with uh, Wishbone Ash? Well. Um, actually I had lived after I graduated, uh, high school, I moved to, uh, LA and I lived out there, uh, in the eighties and, uh, you know, I was in groups out there. We performed in the club circuits and did the whole thing during the eighties. And it was a, a good time, crazy time to be out there, but fun. And I moved back to the East coast. Um, I think it was 1990. And uh, I was actually working at a music store, a big music store out here in Danbury um, at the time. And um, actually, Andy Powell had walked in the store 
and I was a, a, working in the guitar department. I was a salesman, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, so I was working with Andy, and we we just hit it off. He just happened to come over to me, and he was uh, had his son with him, and we were he was looking for drum products and some guitar stuff. And so obviously, I knew he was British by his accent, and we were talking about um, all sorts of things. And then when we get up to the uh, uh, finalize the sale, he gave me his credit card. Wow. You know? And so I looked at the credit card and I noticed it had a British flag on it. And um, and then it was, uh, you know, Andrew Powell. I said, Andy Powell. I said, you're from Wishbone Ash? He goes, yeah, that's right, mate. You know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and so then I wow. told him my story of how my brother Jim got me into Wishbone years ago. I mean, you know, I, I grew up listening to that stuff and it was some of the first material I learned how to play on the guitar, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was it was a thrill. So. Anyway, uh, fast forward, he had asked for, so that was, a, that was a, a great thing to have that connection. During that time, he needed a piano teacher for one of his sons. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, do you know of anyone? I said, well, do I know of anyone? I know, you know, one of the greatest classical pianists in the world, my mom. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, they lived 10 minutes apart. Huh, interesting. In the next, next town. So I ended up getting them together, gave him my mom's number. He started uh, lessons for his son with my mom at the time and uh it went very well and then i called andy i think about a month or so later just as a follow-up and i said you know i told him you know that i was a guitarist and i play and i write songs and blah 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 so uh if you ever care to hear any of my material you know let's get together so he said yeah come on over so i did and uh what was originally supposed to be just getting together for like an hour for lunch turned into a four or five hour event at his house <laughs> and uh, we picked up guitars we played we had a great time and um we just hit it off so well and we clicked as players we clicked as friends and uh, that was the start of our friendship you know and- wow that yeah. is so amazing of course uh, you're also on a few uh albums as well too with wishbone ash and i think it was um I'm I'm just trying to see uh what 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 was on there too. It's like you're on the uh the live album, you're on the compilations, and and you're right. also on um distillation live in Geneva. Those are the three that were on. Tell us more about those. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, long story short, if I can shorten this, <laughs> um, when I first met Andy, we were working together, and at the time, um, it was uh, Andy Powell and Ted Turner, the other original guitarist. And they were working with another drummer and bassist at the time. And, and uh, so they were touring and uh, he had asked me to join them on the road uh, for some tours. So my first uh, venture on the road, I was actually a roadie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and that, that was quite a trip, you know. So I went out and I was schlepping gear going around the country and, you know, we did the States, Canada, the whole bit. And during that time, I was writing songs with he and, and Ted too we were like riffing you know and um just kind of getting uh learning the ropes as it were and then uh later on that year i think um well then we went to europe as well and um came back and ted had left the band so um shortly afterwards and so andy looked at me and goes hey mate you're next up with back care to join the band (laughs) how do you like that how do you like that yeah so uh from that came um you know future tours that were booked so our first album that we did when i joined was in 1995 i want to say so i joined the band 
basically in 94 that we started touring and we recorded a live album called Live in Geneva. Mm -hmm. And that happened to be our very first show with the band. Wow. So unbeknownst to us, Andy kind of saved that as a little bit of a surprise. You know, we pull up to Geneva and all these, this crew busing with the massive cameras and big recording desks and the whole bit. And um, he goes, oh yeah, forgot to tell you, mate, we're making a live album tonight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Smile, you're on candid camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to the world of rock and roll. So it was, you know, it was, we're all, the rest of us are looking at each other like, oh my God, what do we do? The cameras are right here in our face and you're on, you know? And uh, so, you know what? It ended up being a great show. We had a blast. Uh, they, they did a great job on the album. It was a German company that came in into Switzerland with this big mobile setup. You know, they had the big tractor trailers out in the parking lot. And, and then, um, you know, they, they mixed and released the album the following year. So it was, it was really well done. Um, so that was the first album we toured. And then during that time, um, I was writing material, Andy was writing material, and he and I were collaborating on what was to be our first studio album called Illuminations. Mm -hmm. And that came out in 96. And um, so that was the first studio album. And, you know, uh, primarily made up of uh, musically, mostly my material that I had written prior and along the way. And then Andy and I getting together and co-writing a lot of the material. And Andy had some stuff too. So we, so there was a heavy collaboration there on Wishbone, on um, sorry, Illuminations. That was the first studio album that we did, and that's where we could really spend a lot of time together. Uh, being that we lived, you know, 10, 15 minutes down the road from one another, we could get together a lot while we're here because he's uh, also in Connecticut. So uh, we would, you know, get together, write, record and uh, just keep chipping away at the album. And then we'd go on tour and we'd start writing and recording over in England, in London. Wow. And so that particular album was um, compiled, recorded and uh, compiled in two places in London and uh, over here in Connecticut hmm. over the course of uh, most of the year of 1996, 95 into hmm. 96, yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so, and uh, that was, Overall, I think it was well received by fans because it was kind of a fresh sound at the time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was just trying to steer the ship in a little different direction than what than what they had done prior, but still keeping some of the integral parts. Of course, the twin lead guitars, you know, um, and the sound. I ended up uh, not only playing guitar in that, but I played bass on that as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and uh, so we had started recording uh, over in England and then uh, came back here to the States to uh, continue on. And since I had written a lot of the material, I demoed it already with the guitar and the bass on it. So we figured, well, I know it. <laughs> so, so it worked out really well. You know? it, it, it sounds like it worked, worked really well, too. And before we talk about your other material, what's your favorite Wishbone Ash song of all time? Oh boy, that's a that's a great question. That there's, I mean, I love especially probably like all the the diehard fans. You know, the first three four albums are most people's favorites, um, and that's what I grew up with as well. I mean, I always loved um, 
Pilgrimage was, I, I, you know, Argus and the first album, the Wishbone Ash were great, but I loved Pilgrimage. Uh, and I loved Bastis, Lullaby, uh, obviously The King Will Come, Thread on the Sword, you know, Blowing Free, all that stuff. It's great. It's really hard to pin down just one, you know, it really mm -hmm. is. It's, um, but uh, Lady Whiskey is one of my favorites too. It's just, you know, such a Ooh. smoking tune. Just great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it sounds like a really good one too. We'll talk about your other ventures as well too. Having um, one of your songs on A&E, also uh, Disney, Pixar. You also mm -hmm. uh, did a couple of uh, songs with Chubby Checker and more as well too. And some of your yeah. solo works. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention Mike Widener's show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international well-ring author Mia Mosenzia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Mosenzia. Available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is an illusion and those you love will be the first to go missing. It's available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Mosenzia has gotten great reviews. In Evil Love and endorsed by Howard Celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and Manales. So grab your copy today for It Goes Missing by Mia Mosenzia, available on Amazon. Also, the Mike Widener Show can be heard on the MikeWidenerShow.com over 30 podcast platforms. Take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas 24-7, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast and the MikeWidenerShow.com. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Mosenzia for great books, merchandise, and more. Amazon.com slash Mia Mosenzia. Check it out today. And don't forget to support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM and PayPal and the themikewidenershow.com. Make sure you donate generously today. We're here with the amazing singer and songwriter, former guitarist of Wishbone Ash, Roger Philgate here on the Mike Wagner Show and talked a lot about the history of Wishbone Ash. What's it like to be on Wishbone Ash? And just amazing to be, um, you know, talking about the music and, um, you know, one of the classic legends. And um, before we get into your song, um, Feel So High is your your latest uh, project. You also appeared in a couple of Chubby Checker songs. You also had um, a, a song on uh, A&E and also Disney and Pixar and also a couple of uh, solo works as well, too, including Worlds Within. And uh, tell us about some of your uh, other works. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, interestingly enough, um, after um, my time with Wishbone Ash, I pursued other uh, other groups, and uh, one of which is uh, you know my solo material, which ended up being instrumental, mm. and an entirely different venture for me. It was something that I never really uh, anticipated getting into. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we had done one or two instrumental tracks when I was with Wishbone, but mostly, you know, like a band with the vocals and the instruments and all that. So I thought, well, let me just try something different because every other band I had been in prior to that always had vocals. And so I set out to do an instrumental album and um, really just for my own enjoyment, you know, and it was mm -hmm. called uh, Worlds Within. And stylistically, it's kind of all over the map. It was you know, rock, blues, some country chicken picking, classical mm -hmm. uh, acoustic ragtime stuff and, and uh, progressive rock and, and all that. So 
I put it out there and I uh, did a bunch of interviews and, and had it reviewed by, you know, a lot, all the guitar magazines, guitar player, vintage wow. guitar. And uh, it was well received and um, did, did well. And actually, as a result of that, it kind of got into the whole network of um, these TV shows. Mm -hmm. And um, lo and behold, A&E picked it up and they ended up using some of the songs as background material on some of their TV shows, mm -hmm. uh, one of which was Gene Simmons Family Jewels, Gene Simmons from Kiss. Oh, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, that's the first time we had heard it being played. And then uh, lo and behold, again, A&E, they use it on a lot of their shows that they feature. So it's it's tucked in there, you know, amongst the uh, other materials. So that was just a byproduct of me putting it out there. I wasn't even expecting it to go into those worlds, you know, but it did. Mm -hmm. so. It also got into uh, Pixar and Disney as well, too. It's like, who would have thought of that? Exactly. Yeah. So they ended up picking it up and they used it on um, some of the video games, World of Cars, which is based on the movie Cars. You know, My son's so favorite. Yes. <laughs> right? He's obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. So they used some of the move, the uh, some of the songs off that album, and then from there I did um, for, boy, eight, eight or nine years I did uh, more instrumental music, and just again stylistically all over the map. Sometimes I'd put out a single, sometimes it would be two tracks or another album, compilation albums, and um, so it's just kind of whatever I was in the mood for that particular year or whatever, you know, musically, whatever my interests were, um, I would switch gears a lot, you know, and uh, just put it out there. And so it, it definitely um, got me into that whole world, which is mm -hmm. kind of cool. I, was, I wasn't expecting that at all to happen, right. but it did. He, he also appeared in a couple of Chubby Checker tunes and, um, and we yeah. thought he was uh, passe and it's like, he's still in style, believe it or not, like <laughs> knock down the walls, charger, like, oh my gosh, I'm like, Wow, you play with Shelby Checker. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was quite a surprise. A friend of mine manages him, and um, he they called me and um, asked if I would be interested in playing guitar on one of his upcoming tracks at the time. And uh, they played me the track, just a demo of it. I thought, wow, this is really good stuff. It's you know very contemporary, top forty kind of pop rock tune. Mm -hmm. And the first one was called "Knock Down the Walls." And that happened in and around the same time I was um, recording and finishing up my first solo album, Worlds Within. Oh, wow. So that coincided with his schedule. So I went down to um, New York City and Manhattan and laid down some guitar work on that and um, met Chubby. He was a great guy, wonderful guy. We just got along great. <laughs> and then he invited me down to uh, Lincoln Center. We played a big concert, uh, the summer series in uh, Lincoln Center. Wow, amazing. Uh, yeah, and that was a blast. And then um, my album had was just debuting, so I invited him to come up and perform with me at my first debut concert of Worlds Within, and he did. He drove up, and um, so I featured him as a guest. It was great, you know? Wow. <laughs> Boy, legends all across the board, and don't forget, you also did a Beatles tribute as well, too, Twist and Shout. I mean, that had to be something for you. It was a, it was great fun. One of the guys in Wishbone, um, who actually was the lead singer and bassist at the time, his name was Tony Kishman, um, and he sang on Illuminations and also on Live in Geneva. Um, so Tony 
was prior to that in a very successful Beatles tribute band going back to the late 70s. Um, he was one of the original members of Beatlemania, the Broadway show. Oh, yes, that's right. I remember Beatlemania. That's what started the whole thing on Broadway. I mean, wow. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Back in the day. So they, they had, um, you know, band members on rotation and uh, Tony played the role of Paul McCartney. And then um, he basically had a spinoff band, you know, with the Beatles show and very successful, went around the world. And so basically um, when we were, after we had left Wishbone, I went over and joined the Beatlemania show for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And that was interesting, you know, a lot of fun that took us to different places in the world. And, um, and then, you know, I had basically had enough of that. And then I basically decided, all right, it's time for me to do my own thing now. And that's how I got into my own solo bands at that point, you know, mm -hmm. but it was fun. And of course, you know, you did a lot of solo work as well, too. You talk about some of the uh, progressive rock groups, you know, being an influences. Who are some of your other major influences, including your favorite artists, singers, songwriters from uh, all the genres? Who are some of your other influences? Um, well, interestingly enough, um, you know, I talked about the prog bands, Yes, and all those. Yes was probably, as far as musically, I would put them at the top um, of the list in terms of influences just because of, especially Steve Howe is a guitarist he was so versatile mm -hmm. um, and I learned a, a whole great deal from from his technique and style um, and then on the flip side would be uh, somebody like Steve Gaines from Leonard Skinner oh wow um, who was a phenomenal guitarist he was a great clean strat picker you know and uh, I learned a lot from learning his riffs and just uh, picking off all the clean technique that he had like i know a little you got that right and um just incredible chops and one thing that attracted me to him as a player unlike a lot of the players at the time who always would play with heavy distortion and things like that steve Gaines um just played a, a strap plugged into an amp clean as a whistle and um nothing to hide behind man just just wailing shredding out those clean riffs you know oh my gosh and, and forget the distortion. It's just as is. I love it. As is. So there's no hiding behind it, man. You know, and you, you got to learn how to play. And uh, so he was one of the greats. And um, I learned an awful lot from him. So uh, I picked up a lot of his technique along the way, too. So that was an interesting, almost like, you know, Southern rock country combo mm -hmm. uh, thrown into the mix. And I've used that to this day. Um, in my style, you know, Worlds Within, I, I use those techniques just in my playing in general, you know. Huh. That's rather interesting. And where can we find all your music at, you know, including with your time with Wishmo and Ash, also your uh, solo compilations and everything else? Where can we find all your music at? Well, probably the best way to check it out and uh, you can download it. It's all on uh, Apple, iTunes, you know, uh, Google and Amazon and all that. Um, YouTube, there's YouTube videos out of it as well. Um, and then wishbone material is all out there as well. If you just dial up, you know, wishbone ash illuminations or live in Geneva. Um, I think through Amazon, you can buy or down either if people do people still buy CDs now. Like there are some people that do some people buy vinyl, which is on the comeback. And, uh, some people uh, still buy CDs, some stream, some download and everything. But the one thing I can see coming back is cassettes and that could be a possibility. Yes. 
I've heard that. Yeah, that's something, isn't it? Cassettes. Oh, my, my daughter buys cassettes all the time, even blank ones. She steals them from me, although I just give her a little slap and the rest. I'm like, you can have them. They've been around there for a long time. <laughs> that's crazy. I know. Yeah, it's funny how all these things kind of come back full circle after a while, you know. But um, yeah, so anywhere, um, you know, you just Google it and it's all out there and they can stream it. And I think some of my stuff is also on Spotify and, you know, uh, and this new song, uh, the, the single that I have now, Feels So High. Now, actually, um, so Force Field Studios just released that. I licensed it to them and they remixed it and uh, just put it out there. And now that actually is a song from an album um, in a band called Blast Room that I was in back in 2005. Wow. Okay. All right. You know what? We'll talk more about that in just one second. You listen to the sure. Mike Wagner show at the Mike Wagner show.com powered by Sonic web studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by our official sponsor, the Mike Wagner show, international warring author, Mia Molson's you have missing available on Amazon. We'll be back with former wishbone Ash guitarist and a solo project. Roger Philgate of feel so high after this timeout. We're back with guitarist Roger Philgate, formerly Wishbone Ash, and he's got a new song, Feel So High, on the Mike Wagner Show. And we were just talking about Feel So High as well, too, on Force Field. And uh, tell us a bit more about the song and what inspired you to write Feel So High. So uh, that came about um, as, as a band uh, that I had put together back in um, early 2000, early 2004, it just had started. I was writing some songs, got together with a friend of mine who was a drummer and we were just kicking around some ideas. And then um, late that year, later that year, we had completed the band with a singer and a bassist. And um, so we got together, started recording. And one of the songs, the first song that I had written was this song called Feel So High. That was the mm -hmm. first song on the track. And uh, so we recorded the album, put it out in 2005 and played a handful of shows. And that particular band was short-lived, only, only lasted maybe just over a year, you know? Wow. Yeah, short-lived, kind of flash in the pan. But um, luckily, we got a, a great album out of it. And it was, it was something that I always wanted to do, which is go down the avenue of something more heavy hitting, hard rock kind of Zeppelin, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, you know, Aerosmith kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. So Feel So High uh, is the track that we're talking about now. That was the first song on the album. It's been remixed and now re-released and licensed. So um, yeah, so that was one of the ones that, you know, made the cut. We decided to put it first on the album and uh, it landed on the desk of Force Field Studios um, a while back. They contacted me because they loved the song. And, um, you know, basically we are putting it out there now and I'm grateful that it's kind of re resurfaced. Mm -hmm. And that's so amazing as well too. I got to hear it myself and that is an amazing song. Love it, love it, love it. That was amazing. Thank you. Thanks very much, man. Thank you. It's, um, it was a lot of fun to do. It really was. It was uh, <laughs> It sounded like it had so much fun. <laughs> we did, yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was great. It was a lot of energy in, in a short, short period of time. And like I said, I just wanted to get in there and, and um, you know, wanted to have a good ass-kicking tune, you know, ballsy and just in your face. But, but um, you know, just catchy, easy songs to remember, you know, um, and just really just let it rip. And, and we did, we had a good time with it. So I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm glad we did it. And uh, I'm glad that it's here to, to uh, showcase. 
and sounds like a lot of fun as well too where can we find uh feel so high at so right now it's just being released uh, through force field studios so if you go to forcefieldstudios.com on their website um they have all the information there and on their facebook page but they're just now getting it out uh there's a youtube video of it um so it's under my name roger philgate feel so high um remix and um so they're just now getting it out there and it's going to be you know uh soon to be on spotify and and uh, all the other venues that are out there so it's early days we're just getting it going now and you're you're my first interview for this so this is uh, amazing <laughs> yeah thank you thank you and i hope there's more to come for you as well too and um you're you're honored to be part of my list and i have to look up and see where we're at so we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it later but anyway we're with uh sure. former wishbone right. ass guitarist roger phil gate on the mike Wagner show with uh feel so high and a lot of great works and roger just a few more things love to have you back on as well too in 2022 what else can we expect from you uh heading into next year well, um, like I said, um, I've been working on, I got into the uh, solo stuff for quite some time. I, you know, ventured into the uh, instrumental avenue quite a while back. And uh, so that's something that's been on hold for a while, but now I'm just getting back into that again. So I'm um, in writing mode and recording. So I'm hoping, you know, maybe in another probably 20 23 somewhere around there to have another instrumental album ready to go right now i'm just kind of compiling everything and starting to chip away at recording so amazing yeah amazing certainly looking forward to it wells roger and who do you consider biggest influence in your career um you mean as a guitarist or anybody in general boy well that's man that's a that's a tough one to to answer just because there's been so many um you know, musically, I really have to say hats off to the Beatles. Um, I, I put them in a category all their own because they they covered so much ground and uh, they were the first band to do everything. You know, they started everything and they changed the world uh, during the course of it. But um, as a guitarist, like I said, Steve Howe um, singularly was was a probably the biggest influence of mine just because of his versatility um, and the variety of music and styles that he introduced me to, you know, acoustic, electric, and jazz, progressive rock, uh, blues, all, all the things that he played, he too played very cleanly, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you, you know, there's no hiding behind that. You really have to have some chops in order to play, pull off those riffs. And um, so very impressive, but there's so many, um, you know, and thank, to be honest with you, I mean, it starts with my mom and uh, my family and my brother Jim was really um, responsible for getting me into all of these incredible groups and, and um, really, you know, revealing this whole world of amazing music to me as a kid, you know, mm -hmm. um, I just had it all right there and really just uh, absorbed every bit of it. So. Um, it's a hard question to answer. I don't think I answered it too too well. Oh, oh you're you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, it's you know, I'm I'm grateful to have all these uh, influences in my life. But single handedly, group wise, um, you know, I put the Beatles in their own category. They were to me uh, one of the best bands ever. 
And then the guitarist wise, Steve Howe is probably at the top of my influence list, you know, amongst many, there's many, but he's at the top. And don't forget your wishbone ash buddies. Don't forget. <laughs> of course. So Andy Powell, yeah, Ted Turner. Yeah, of course. I mean, that goes without saying those guys were incredible. Um, I learned a lot from them way before I even got to meet them. Mm-hmm. And then I had the great um, honor of being able to be a band member with those guys. And um, so, you know, to this day, Andy and I, we're, we're great friends. We spend a lot of time fishing together. Um, we hang out and uh, my wife and I go out with Andy and his wife. So we go huh, out interesting. Uh, yeah. So we're still great pals and we hang out quite a bit. It's it's uh, it's great great friendship you know oh that's so amazing i love it that is just terrific and what's and he, what's that i'm sorry i was gonna say uh no go I, ahead. I have to i have to acknowledge andy powell is absolutely one of the best rock and roll blues soulful players as well as having chops out there i mean andy i've learned a lot from andy as a player and as a as a friend and as a gentleman i mean he's just a great guy he's very worldly um we have he was kind of like a, a big brother to me you know nice and, uh, showed me the ropes when we were touring because i was really like a babe in the woods at that time when i joined them you know and all wide-eyed he didn't want to blink so i wouldn't miss anything <laughs> <laughs> um but andy uh andy's a fantastic guitarist and um really you know people who aren't familiar with his work should check out everything he's done because it's very it's vast and versatile you know it's mm-hmm. incredible we certainly will do so and that's so amazing and um what's a let's see what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point uh you know what you just got to find what it is that you like to do stylistically because nowadays you know it's all different now it's all changed and um so it, it just really depends on if if you have something in mind that you would like to do then just figure out a way to go out and do it. Just be yourself, be true to yourself as a player. And I would say, don't worry about whatever is trendy because trends come and go. Right. And, um, you know, for future musicians out there who are just getting started, um, work hard at it. It's hard work. There's no quick fix to become good at anything. You have to work your ass off and get good at it, you know? And the more styles of music you listen to, the better you'll be for it. Mm-hmm. You know? Rightfully so. That's great advice, Roger. Once again, Roger Philgate, former Wishbone Ash guitarist with his uh, new single, Feel So High on the Mike Wagner Show. Roger, very big. Thank you for your time. You've been absolutely terrific. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Love you back in 2022 and beyond. And um, once again, tell us about your upcoming projects. What's your website? How do people contact you? Where can people purchase or check out your music? Excellent. Well, thank you too, Mike. Appreciate it. Um, currently, right now, uh, the best way to um, check anything out um, or contact me is through forcefieldstudios.com. There's a page reserved for my music up there so they can reach out to them. And again, online, if you just simply Google my name, um, all of the above will, will show up. All the works, you know, Wishbone, all my solo work, it's, it's all out there, you know. So. We certainly will do so. Once again, Roger, very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely terrific. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Don't forget to keep in touch. Love you back in 2022 and beyond. And um, just want to say we wish you all the best. And you've got a great future ahead of you. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks so much.